Hey y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Hot Take Academy. I'm Audrey. And I'm with me. And today. <laughs> okay, come on, Dudu. Um, and today we just have another fun episode for y'all. And we yeah. just wanted to go back into the mental vault for us to unpack characters in TV shows or whatever um, that deserved better. Yes. So Whitney and I both probably have lists of characters that come up whenever we think of this. And we're just going to go into who they are, why they deserve better. And yeah, just go into that. So Whitney, do you want to kick us off? Okay. I will kick us off with, I think, one that a lot of people know. Um, especially if you went through your obligatory CW TV watching phase. Oh my god, here we go. And that is none other than Miss Bonnie Bennett from The Vampire Diaries. Even, oh my gosh, even I, who have never watched one episode of Vampire Diaries, know this. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Miss Bonnie Bennett. We all know Bonnie Bennett was the token black character on mm. The Vampire Diaries. Um, and basically, Bonnie had to endure the most trauma, the most mistreatment out of, like, it's not even an exaggeration. If you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. Bonnie, she never even got to have, like, a true real love interest. Mm. When people were like, where's Bonnie's love interest? They gave her Elena's little brother. They were like, you know what, since the fans want to be chopping, like, just, just give her Jeremy. Jeremy fucking Gilbert. Bonnie and Damon, who is one of the main leads of the Bombay Diaries, who was in the love triangle with Elena, he had they had more chemistry than him and Elena. Wow. Period. I don't care what anybody says. To the point where people were like shipping them to, like they wanted them to get together. And the actors were interested in it too. They were like, you know what? We wouldn't mind to see where this goes. Fuck you, Julie Plek, by the way. Oof. I was like, like Damien belongs with Elena. <sighs> Even at the end of the series, Bonnie had a romance with Enzo. Everybody thought like, you know what? We didn't really see it coming, but it worked. Like, they had good chemistry and they fucking killed Enzo. So Bonnie was left alone at the end of everything that she went through. No family. Nothing left. So essentially she was just a token black character for them to fill a a diversity quota, huh? Right. And to put like more struggle into, you know, let's let's season the, the, the series with a little struggle of a nigger, you know? Like Hollywood has a serious issue with that when it comes to just having the one black character go through so much trauma while their white mm-hmm. counterparts are just thriving and living life. Y'all need to stop right. making black synonymous with hurt, yo. This right, and it's not to say that the other characters didn't go through a lot too, because obviously Elena Gilbert, if you watch the show, like she went through a lot. Mm-hmm. Like she lost everybody, so it's not like you know nobody else was struggling on the show. But mm-hmm. everybody else's struggle paid off in the end. But her everybody got just... to be fucking happy. But she didn't. But she didn't. Mm. CW, 
I'm I'm honestly like CW. The fact that it's still around with it's a lot of its shows just have piss poor writing, and it's still going. My God, my God. All right, so my first character that came to mind when I was thinking of this is Pusey from Orange Is the New Black. Yes, I had a phase where I watched Orange Is the New Black, and I think I only watched up to probably the season where they killed off Pusey. But I didn't even watch that episode once I got word that that what happened in order for her to die. Yeah. Um, first, Pusey was one of my favorite characters of the show, mainly because of I don't know she just had this um, shyness yet confidence of her as a character, and she was just so witty and just so lovable to watch, um, and very, it's just so funny. One of the funniest characters I think on the show. And I think that her character being reduced to a moment where the show can have a Black Lives Matter plot really turned me off. Um, mm. Mainly because they... I, I don't recall what was going on in that season because after I heard what happened, it's like my brain alt-deleted <laughs> everything that has to do... <laughs> yep, deleted everything that has to do with Orange is the New Black... And I do recall maybe Pusey having love interest in the show. Um, and I feel like the show, the writers decided to just throw all of that character development out of the window in order for her to die in such a painful and graphic matter. Um, that, again, I think goes back to your point of Black characters being used within media mm-hmm. to express all types of trauma while their white counterparts just sit back and just watch the trauma happen but don't really have to interrogate what that means um because i know mm-hmm. that orange is new black is based off of a white woman um mm-hmm. who went to prison and her experiences seeing what goes on with um, other women within prison and if anyone deserved to die it was her but she was a terrible person <laughs> um but Pusey, and of course, Pusey is a black lesbian at that, um, mm. a, a masculine black lesbian at that. So having her die in the way that she did was just disgusting. Um, and even now, when I think about it, it's like, ugh, it gives me a yucky feeling because her character could have just progressed to something so much more and beautiful. Um, but the writers, who are majority white, decided to just throw away her life um, for a moment because the Black Lives Matter movement was really like getting its um, popular, not popularity, but it was really building its momentum around the time. Mm-hmm. And police brutality was white people's hot topic to, to talk about more now. Um, and yeah, so Pusey and all the Pusey's of the world deserve better. So there's that. Period. <laughs> I'm gonna go into your next wow. one. My next one I have on my list is Daryl. I think his nickname on the show was Good Boy, but Han Jipyung. Listen, Who? last year Han Jipyung, he's from Startup. I um, okay. started watching K dramas last year because I maxed out like the Western shows that I was watching during quarantine. Mm. Um, and there was this one that came out in the fall last year, Startup. And it's basically about like, obviously like startup companies and this, whatever, and he's an investor. So he was involved in it somehow. But the base of the storyline was that 
there was this girl who her parents divorced, whatever. Her dad died too. So she's a rough girl. She lived with her grandma. And her grandma was like, oh my God, she's having such a tough time. Like, I don't know what to do. And coincidentally, there was just this young guy who was an orphan who came into their life, like the grandma's life. And the grandma was like, okay, for you to brighten up like her days, why don't you just write her some, like be a pen pal to her, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they had like this pen pal relationship. And naturally, like, the girl she developed feelings for him but he had like just assumed this identity he like went to the newspaper and found the name of this kid and was like okay i'll just like this is my name but it wasn't his name but the letters were like it was all him all his feelings just wasn't his name and it turns out like when they all grew up somehow they all ended up in like this startup company thing he was the investor and in the startup company it was her the dude whose name he used so it obviously oh like God. a love triangle kind of thing mm-hmm. and at the end of the day he didn't end up with her obviously she ended up with the dad like the guy whose name he used but I was just like it was so unfair because they didn't even give him a chance like mm. <laughs> that and then like he was alone like he had nobody right because obviously his parents died like when he was young he didn't really have any friends like that like his only friend in the show was his freaking what is it Siri like he had like a AI thing basically. And that's like the only thing he talked to regularly outside of oh, like, wow. right. And on top of that, he was like mentoring this guy who he pretended to be basically to, on how to be a man because he didn't even know, he was such a dork. Like, so he was These like, dramas like, oh, be. be, wow. Wow, right. So he basically which <laughs> I built your persona. I hand like I gave you the ball. I put you in the court. All you had to do was shoot, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, at the end of the K drama, they didn't even give him like somebody else to like like, okay, maybe this could be like his love interest later on in the show or something like that. He had nobody. Mm-hmm. And we were supposed to believe that, that man was happy. Wow. Nobody. What's they up- did him dirty. All the characters that you said so far, they just end up alone. End up alone. <laughs> they go through so much. And everybody else is out here smashing cheeks and they get nobody. No one. It's sad. It is. It is. Oh my God. Writers, do better. Do better, man. All right. Who's so my next character. My next person is the infamous Nikki Parker from The Parkers. Oh my goodness. Um, and I was really thinking hard about this. And I guess the reason why, well, I know the reason why I put her down on my list was this was for me. I didn't grow up when it was live on TV. I just grew up with the reruns. This was like mm-hmm. my first time seeing a fat woman, black woman on TV as a main character, um, mm-hmm. which was like, ahead of its time um it was and and a sitcom at that that went on for multiple seasons at that so that was like a big deal for me as a kid um and of course Monique who plays Nikki Parker is a comedian and of course her comedy um talks about her when she was fat um her fatness um but it wasn't at the point where it was sort of self-deprecating it was sort of liberating through her comedy and for Nikki Parker to be reduced to a woman who stalked a man who didn't show interest to her until later on in the show, 
Um, well, she had plenty of opportunities to be with men who genuinely enjoy her company and wanted to marry her. Mm-hmm. Just after like watching this show for like, I've watched this show millions of times. I know every single episode. I know every single plot that happens. <laughs> like I, I'm heavily invested in this show. Um, and just seeing how Nikki Parker she she was just reduced to being a stalker every single episode and having unhealthy boundaries with a professor who was just a trash human being that she ends up marrying. And I think that the writers of this show, I'm not sure if Monique had a hand in it, probably, but I think that there could have been so much more to Nikki Parker as a character. She could have just been this, like, intelligent um very sought after romantically woman that was just about her shit and was just like navigating the world as a fat black woman but she was just she was doing that at times but it was mainly centered around professor Ogilvy who again did not deserve Nikki Parker as a wife um <laughs> she had so many chances to be with incredibly rich incredibly caring men who cared about having a moment with her during their days, whereas Professor Ogilvy couldn't give a shit until he realized he was in love with her, which that whole Mm. episode itself, if y'all have seen it, was sort of just, like, problematic. (laughs) Because he was going to a fake therapist who wasn't really a therapist who made him realize he was in love with her. (laughs) Um, The sirens agree, but... Yeah, Nikki Parker as a character deserved better. And the writers of the show, y'all gave us good moments, but at the same time, um, it sort of leaves a bad taste in my mouth because when you think of fat women in media, we're usually seen as, especially fat Black women, desperate or, like, over-sexual and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think that because they were given the chance to be on, like, network television with a sitcom with, like, a majority Black cast... They could have done way more. But again, the show was like in the late 90s, early 2000s, I think. Um, And they can only do with what was the norm at the time. So I can't fully blame them. But if the Parkers were to ever revive itself, I would hope that Nikki Parker divorced Professor Ogilvy and is living her best life as a woman with her (laughs) child. And that's it. (laughs) Period. So now, who's your next person? My next person was another popular one. I mean, if you're into Netflix, you've probably seen Money Heist, and you know who Nairobi is. Oh my god, I forgot, because again, alt-delete out of my mind. Alt-delete out of your (laughs) mind. But I was thinking about it, I was like, I know in the back of my head that somebody who got did real dirty, real dirty on Netflix, and then it popped up. Miss yep. Nairobi. Now, the <sighs> only person of color on the show. <laughs> by the hey. way, on, in the in the only one in the in the main cast, I think maybe even in the show. Who knows? Anyway, but main cast, you know, you have the. I think she was the only in the show, POC man. in the whole show. The whole show, man. <laughs> so you know, you have the whole the whole gang of robbers. Everybody's doing it for their own little reasons and stuff. Nice, but. She was only over the kid too, right? Yeah, she was only over the child. She was. It was she until, has a child. Um, homegirl until yeah, pregnant. 
By yeah. the way, that's another thing that pissed me off. It's like you have this fucking bitch who comes in, gets Stockholm syndrome, basically, and it's like, oh yeah, I'm with the gang, gang, gang. And I honestly fuck that bitch because number one, you were cheating with somebody's husband. Okay. You were pregnant, but for at him. the same time, girl, you a victim. You that right. is a victim. And and now she's a victim. So, but anyway, fuck that bitch. I hate yeah. Monica. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nairobi. All my homies, we hate bitches named Monica. Monica. Nairobi, man. She brought life to the show. She oh made God, everything. Yes. She was the one why this whole heist worked. She was the wheel yeah. that was turning in the churn of the machine. She was doing everything that these people, I mean, you could hold a gun and look at people. Anybody could do that. But she was yeah. in the morale up of everyone. Yeah. So she knew how to talk to people. And then they brought in in the last season that they had this racist ass policeman who is, I mean, who's surprised? Anyway. Mm-hmm. And he basically made it his mission to kill Nairobi. Everybody else, everybody, there's, mm-hmm. there's like seven other niggas in the gang. But he was like that one because she and he he slurred her constantly throughout that show. He used a slurred refer to her as like I'm gonna get this one. Her and um, who was it? Helsinki, the the one who's gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, those two he was gunning after. Yeah, and get and again, gay character, gay character, character. of color, character mm. of color, and he sure did get what he wanted at the end of the day. And it was so violent because he executed her. So violent. It wasn't like she was killed in action or it was a mistake or something. He executed her. Well, so many other characters, I think, should have been the one to die. Period. So many so other many reasons to kill them. so many of them. And, but, but Nairobi. The one who just came back she off was of the doing... cusp of death. Yeah. And she wanted to do this for her kid, yo, to provide mm-hmm. a better life for her kid. Whereas the rest of them, who gives a fuck? Mm. Oh. Yeah, that was my <laughs> These Spanish writers, these Spanish shows on Netflix, they need to do better. Do better. Do better. Do better, be- be- love. Do better. I only have like one more left, by the way, because I have I had a fourth person, but then I realized you know uh, I'm not that attached to that character. <laughs> I did um, like honorable mentions, like two. Okay, honorable okay, mentions. we could yeah. do that. We could do that, but um, I'm just have one left, honestly. Um, and that is Styles from Teen Wolf. Wow. Now, um, when Teen Wolf was first going on which like the first couple of seasons are chef's kiss um styles was the sidekick essentially but wasn't the sidekick to the point where he was sort of in the background or or could be forgotten he was there Um, and i think that (laughs) yeah he was he kept he kept things going and the writers, I think, did a really good job of making sure that he was seen and he essentially would keep things going, honestly. Um, and I think Teen Wolf reached its peak, its crescendo, when we had sort of evil styles. Yes, void style. Um, that whole moment, if you were around you had to be there. Teen Wolf at that time, you just had, yes, you had to be there <laughs> because be there. the writing, mwah, 
the the fight scenes, mwah, everything about it, mwah, mm. okay? It was just finger licking. Five course meal, finger licking good. You're gonna come back next week because it was that good. Yeah. Um, and I think just seeing how the writers took Styles' character and was just able to just turn it on his head and make him into somebody that was so unrecognizable, but at the same time, you were just hoping that every week the styles that you knew would come back mm-hmm. and this evil entity taking over his his body would just go away because it was just... It, I haven't had that that feeling. It sort of reminded me of, you know, when... um, Well, you know, you're the, you're the, you're the uh, Marvel girl where Venom mm-hmm. took over Spider-Man. Yeah. And... That whole thing, Tobey Maguire Spider Man will always have me by he my neck. I don't care what none of y'all Like Tobey Maguire is the original Spider Man. It don't matter how many other people y'all recast, he is the original Spider Man. Period. And it, it just gave me that feeling of watching that Spider Man movie, um, but within Teen Wolf. And I think that um, after that season, for me personally, that's when Teen Wolf sort of took a dip. Mm-hmm. And I felt like then Styles became the background a little bit. Mm-hmm. They didn't really interrogate. I think I also wrote down that the show could have done more with the arc and like probably the evil Styles arc and, may, and probably bringing it into the next season. Like let's say the demon, the entity that was taking off his body left, but somehow it was still lingering in the area mm-hmm. and it was just taking over other people or something like that. And because Styles has experience with this, he would be able to be with his um, werewolf buddy, forgot his name, and be able to like, I don't know, something. They could have continued to make Styles sort of like the main character that he deserved to be the whole time. Yeah. I also think though that but, it might have been due to the fact that it wasn't like Maybe it was a season after that, or like half a season where Dylan O'Brien signed up to do the major banner, wasn't it? Yeah. So he yeah. like left the show too for a bit. Yeah, and it's like when he was able to come back fully to the show, I just feel as though the writers didn't put in that much effort to make styles the styles that we originally knew. Yeah. Just, he was just reduced to the sideshow Bob. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> that he and that's it. Um and Dylan O'Brien as an actor just shows up and shows out and Period. I don't think MTV really did Styles the way that he deserved to be like there are so many questions about who Styles is as a person that never really get answered like we know that he's being raised by his father um, who's a cop but I don't really know if we even like. I remember the the whole his whole background, his whole life last name was sort of like a huh on the show. Yeah. I think his last name was like Stilinski or something yeah. like that. And people were just like, "Where the hell do you get a last name like that?" But it was just like a running um, joke on the show. But we don't really get to know who Styles is at home um, as a person or anything like that. It just has to do with his werewolf best friend rather than him. After a while, so yeah, Styles, you deserve better. Dylan O'Brien, you deserve better. Um, Period. Yeah. I guess now we could go to our honorable mentions. I had written down Adele from behind her eyes, the genuine Adele, like the real one. Yeah, yeah, real Adele. Um, Yeah, shout out to her. She's been through some shit, and now she's dead in the well. So. (laughs) 
Dead in the water. Y'all remember that Ellie Golden song? Icon, icon. <laughs> icon. Okay. If you if y'all weren't listening to House the other days, what were you doing? You weren't doing anything. Not anything irrelevant. You were doing go, nothing. Go back in time Mm-mm. and listen to it. I'm sick of y'all. That whole can you like sidetrack? Like we're gonna pull the car over for real quick. <laughs> that whole album was a divergent soundtrack. It was. <laughs> they they divergent said, you know what? She literally made this album for us, so we're gonna pluck every single song and put it into the movie. Period. I hope they gave her a fat check for that. She probably got a big old check. I hope but, they okay. We'll, we'll, <laughs> back on we'll the road. The car back and drive, and we're back on the road. <laughs> My honorable mentions. mentions. I have Sharon Carter from the MCU. Now, the MCU have a chance at redeeming what they've done to Sharon Carter with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We have yet Mm. to see her on the show. But Sharon Carter essentially was supposed to be, you know, this really like badass agent strong in her own right obviously she's the niece of peggy carter if you watch like the mcu you know that oh she's that white girl the boy, white blonde girl right but okay she was reduced to just being steve's like little fling of a love interest they gave any characterization mm-hmm. that she was supposed to have in she was first introduced in the winter soldier to fucking black widow they basically gave a storyline to Black Widow. Wow. So if anything that you liked about Black Widow in that movie, it was supposed to be Sharon Carter's storyline. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just And me and my saying. homies, you don't like Black Widow in this household. Just saying. I'm glad she's dead. Period. Period. Like, they did my girl Sharon dirty. And then on top of that, they have her fucking... Get macked on by her freaking aunt's old ass boyfriend. That's if you think of it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. Oh God, y'all MCU writers need to do better. It's weird. Like, are y'all being paid enough? It's clearly not. The pits of hell welcome you. Hmm. And then I also oh had, um, I just wrote Homegirl from the first season of You, but I think her name was Beth. Okay. So, I don't, have you ever watched You? No, I, I don't think I could bring myself to it. Just for, like, the themes that it touches, I can't bring yeah, myself yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, it's um, really heavy. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I think anybody who watched the show knows that, I mean, Beth, she didn't deserve that. I mean, you just... You think you're dating a normal guy. Mm-hmm. And then you end up dead. <laughs> you know? She, My God. She didn't deserve that. Oh. A character that's coming up for me is Princess Tiana. Yep. Um, like, Princess and the Frog, beautiful movie. Great However, movie. she should not have just been a frog for majority of the film. Nope. And then towards the end, that's when we see her again as a human being. Um, Disney, y'all need, y'all need, y'all need to, y'all gotta answer some questions. I really need to understand what is up with you. Not only Disney, I think Pixar probably does. 
um i don't know just the way that y'all handle black animated characters in general mm-hmm. y'all need to y'all, y'all need to come to the table and fess up to y'all crimes <laughs> it's time I, it's it's time like oh why do we have to be reduced to animals <laughs> mm. and then when life comes back to normal i guess five minutes left in the movie we get to be human beings again it's fucking weird y'all ain't slick it's really weird um did you have anybody else that you want to mention i don't know that was it on my list oh may not be a tv show may not be a tv show but it's a reality tv show i'm about to mention because i feel like mm-hmm. sort of i feel like reality tv people also play characters at times because they do, yeah. producers they've been exposed to telling them how to to, to be but mm-hmm. um hot take sammy sweetheart you deserve better yep <laughs> sweetheart from jersey shore you deserve better even though you were probably you were toxic too but yeah, yeah. Ronnie, whoa, no one deserves whoa. a Ron in their lives. No Nobody. One. Nobody. And I hope that we all learn from that relationship never to fall in love on the Jersey Shore. Okay? Please, y'all. Please. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth your health. It's not worth nothing. Ah. But thank y'all. Y'all survived another episode with us. I mean, if y'all made it here. I'm I'm very grateful if you made it to this. Point. Very grateful, and thank <laughs> y'all for listening for um to this episode and all the past episodes that we've had. Thank y'all for sticking around with us, um, and we'll see y'all on the next one. Bye. Bye.